0: Check the mic and make sure it sound
1: right, boys. All
0: right, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this is Dummy with the Details. And I'm here with my co-host and my uh, producer, Sadie. Hi, guys. Uh, So this week, we're going to be talking about something that we all have. I have one. You got one. Um, And that's... Yo, mama. (laughs) Uh, So last week, we kind of talked about... um, we, We talked about Easter and something came up as far as the... The idea of the sacrifice that Mary made that day, and so you know it was kind of it was kind of cool that Mother's Day was coming up the next week. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But there's another there's another mother uh, that I also wanted to touch on, uh, and that is Moses' mother, which I don't even know her name. I should have fa- should have found that out. But yeah, Moses' mother. It, it it gives a really good it re- gives a really good de- uh, description of of a mother and how the actions a mother can take can make a better world and a better man or a better man and in turn would make a better world right so we're going to be talking about that um
1: and don't forget mother's day is five days away
0: yeah yeah, it, I I honestly I always I always forget. I'm sorry mom and at the end the at the end mom I got a shout out for you. So, you know stick around for that <laughs> But yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today So we'll, we'll just we'll just get into you it get into it. Yeah, let's get into it Uh, so like I was saying last week we were talking about um easter and the resurrection and Through that the crucifixion came up and I was talking about how that story tells a bunch of different stories in one, okay? And I think that's the that's the really cool thing about the Bible is it does tell it tells a literal story, but it also tells things about humanity and in the story in the story of Moses there's like the the intricate details, okay? shed so much light on our human nature and how we perceive the world and how we can navigate through it.
1: It's like um if you picture the Bible as like a literal picture um and you're like looking looking at it physically, it's like there's so many stories within that picture. It, there's a whole picture, but within that there's so many different stories and, and they, so many different details
0: and they all speak directly to all of us. Mm-hmm. There there's 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 not a story in there. I mean, people start reading like the stuff about how like in the story of Exodus it tells like the outline detail of how to prepare a sacrifice and stuff. And and all of Leviticus is pretty much that. And so it's like, well what 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 is that really what information is that really giving us? <sighs> I mean, I honestly think there's a ton of information packed mm-hmm. into that cuz it, it kind of shows the 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 intricate details of how they uh, they prepared a sacrifice and it wasn't just just anything that they could just find and throw together. Like there were specific instructions, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's we could probably talk about that in another Yeah, the day, Bible but.
1: has lit literal instructions for each one of us but also God is such a personal God that he speaks to us in different ways exactly where we are in our lives and I think each one of us are in different different parts of our lives
0: I was thinking about that I was thinking about that this this past week right is that when we 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 think about when we we have to arrive to a certain place to to meet God right to be with God but it's not like that. God comes to us. God will meet us. It, 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 if we're all on the same journey, we're all on the same path. We're all not going to meet God at the same time when we meet a specific checkpoint.
1: Right. God God meets us exactly where we're at. We just have to be willing. That's that's the only thing that we have to be have to do is yeah. be willing. Yeah. And then through that God speaks to us and that's when we begin to transform and and things like that.
0: Yeah. And one of the ways, and one of the ways that that we transform is by looking at these, by looking at these stories, seeing what seeing what they have to say. It's easy to write it off as something. I mean, I've said this a million times, but it's easy to write it off as something that some old men written down, like wrote down a long time ago. But when you really get into the to the study of how it was put together and these are these are ancient writings by men that were inspired by God people that their whole I- entire life okay if we're going to show respect to the to the to the to the buddhist monk who's devoted their entire life to you know practicing meditation and people can show respect to that what about the people for a lo- just as long of a time maybe even longer that were practicing things to devote their lives to god why i don't see why that's such a big problem to to really grasp right like what what what's what makes what makes them so bad i this is what i think this is what i really think why people don't like it is because america has been put into the position and christianity has been in the in the in the forefront of leading culture in the world right and out of that a lot of Negative things have come out of it. A lot of bad things have come out of it, right? But it's all people using the 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 name of Christianity to to act out their details. But when you actually practice what the Bible teaches and what it shows you, like I, we're gonna get into it. We we took a big sidetrack, but <laughs> the, the, we're gonna get into it. But like, just how how Mary at the crucifixion what the, what that represents and how that can be beneficial to your life i don't see what the big why everybody hates on it mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me I, I it does make sense to me because i was one of those people at one time it's like yeah this is this is stuff written down a long time ago it's most likely changed but it's like no you do a little bit of research mm-hmm. and that's the thing is you do a little bit of research you figure out how okay you realize we have more text ancient manuscripts that align perfectly, like the words haven't been changed, nothing than we do have of Shakespeare. Really? Yeah. We have, we have more authenticity. I I forget of what book it is. It's the one uh, that they found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. I forget which book it is, but that, that goes way farther back and it proves that the text hasn't been changed. Okay. So, we have we have a, a better foundation in knowing that this is what was written down a long time ago versus than what we do with Shakespeare.
1: Um, <clears throat> what we were talking about earlier, um, I've noticed like a lot of people that don't believe in God and don't believe in the Bible. They they believe in some kind of um, I don't want to say virtue, but like when following. The Bible's guidelines, you could say, say that, right? Uh-huh. That they bring good to your life. And I think...
0: Like it's like it's beneficial.
1: Right, right. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't get it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, we're dealing... Tyson, go lay down. Go lay down.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Go lay down. He's distracting. But uh, one thing that I did want to bring up is um, Proverbs 31. And um, that's the virtuous woman, but... I I noticed like through that down here at the bottom, um, it talks about her being a mother. It talks. Um, What's to say? Uh, it just talks about her children arise up and call her blessed. Like all these things of of being a virtuous woman goes along with being a, a virtuous wife or wife mother. You know.
0: This is something. This is something that I found out a couple mm, eh, sometime last year. Sometime last year the 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 Bible gives a gender to uh, what would be the word I don't know what you would call these types of word but wisdom right wisdom mm-hmm. wisdom is given the gender of a woman which I thought that was a, a very interesting i don't know I don't know what it means just yet
1: I think I know what it means. I think just uh, okay. we're wiser.
0: Here's the thing is I heard this <laughs> this past week is women have been making men self-conscious since the beginning of time. Okay. Do you understand what that means? Look at the story of Adam and Eve, right? By him, by her giving him the fruit, right? It, ga- it made him self-conscious in the fact that he realized that he was naked and and that his time was limited, and that he better get his act together or it's not gonna go good <laughs> right And it, it, women continuously do that now. It's like Sadie, let me put it to you like this. let me put it to you like this if me and you wouldn't have gotten together and stayed together, it, my life probably would have turned out pretty hectic. You've kept me you've kept me in the in the straight and narrow because Aww. because here's the thing is I, I also have a responsibility to you. It's no longer, and, and that's why getting married is such a, a beneficial thing in our society and why people don't do it. I don't get it, is you're making you are making a promise to another person saying, listen, I messed up, you're messed up, but we're going to stick together no matter what. Why do people hate on that? It's like, oh, well, it, it ends in divorce and, you know, f- over 50 percent for sure now i think it's probably yeah. higher mm-hmm. but it's like the it's like so what it's like those people they they made their choices and their life didn't turn out the for the better of it it's like oh well yeah okay well my parents got a divorce and they're 50 something and it's like as far as when they're 80 and 90 they're going to really regret not trying to stick it out with that person no matter what their differences were it's like
1: i think we live in such a fast world that that that's something that turns people off cuz they want they want to try everyone out before they instant settle down instant gratification yeah instant gratification
0: instant gratification and, and and here's the thing is a part of this instant gratification ties in to to why the role of a mother is so important you have in today's society women just going around women that men and women, I'm not going to just pin it on women. Okay. Because it's not just women. It's a, it's a men and women thing. And part of our society is this just go around and hook up with whoever and whenever, but you wouldn't introduce them to your family members. You wouldn't introduce them to, you know, your close friends, it's like what's the point in that? It's only it's only instant gratification, and it benefits no one, right? It, but for the, but it, for a moment, right? And when you when you realize at the the science behind having sex with another person, right? Chemically in your brain, right? When a woman this is going to be kind of graphic, but when a woman takes a man into her, <laughs> <laughs> right? There are certain chemicals that are released in the brain when you guys are looking at each other. There's certain chemicals in the brain that says, this is the person that's going to give me life, give me children, and he's going to be responsible to take care of me and the offspring, right? Those chemicals are being released in the brain. You can't help that. I don't care if you're, if you're you know, it's a hot girl summer, right? It, it's not going to change. Those chemicals are going to be released in the brain. But what happens? His number, or he blocks her. Then she's left in this world of complete and utter, psychologically, right? She might continue to walk around and be, you know, whatever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. The, but psychologically, that's left them in a state of abandonment. And that's not going to be good for her family. That's not going to be good for her life. It's not going to be good for her family. It's not going to be good for her neighborhood, her society, and so on.
1: I think also, um, not just like, oh, the blocking, never seeing you again. I think like, even with like one night stands or with... That's
0: what I'm talking about.
1: One night stands or like, you're giving yourself to this man that's going out on you and... Being with other women and coming back. That's also psychologically damaging to the woman as well. As as much as it is to the man, too. It's on both sides. It's not...
0: It, I would say it's probably a little bit different for a man as far as...
1: There's different psychological scars that yes, it leaves on each one yeah, of Yeah,
0: it's not going to be the same one as as abandonment. Right. But not necessarily, no. It's going to leave a... It's going to leave a...
1: I think they call it soul ties,
0: Yeah, I yeah, you actually might be right about. I've heard that, and that actually, Mm -hmm. um, we might be actually be talking about that.
1: Soul ties, yeah.
0: It's gonna. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be good. It's
1: not. Yeah, it's not good for you.
0: And here's the thing: is out of these, out of these one night stands, you have things that happen, right? And one of those things is pregnancy. You become a mother. If you're, if you're. Left in that situation where he doesn't want to be around because of your bad decisions, okay. Y- your child will suffer for that, and you need to you need to be aware of that, okay. The. We we've taken a really big sidetrack on all of this, okay? But it's like for for us to for us to really appreciate mothers and Mother's Day, right? Mm-hmm. We need to define a mother. What do you define a mother as?
1: Um, someone who provides, protects, loves, uh, nurtures, um, speaks speaks well to their child oh, those are just like a couple of things
0: so loving caring you say Nurt, those
1: yeah loving caring nurturing. nurturing um yeah
0: okay so this is this is i would i would agree with all of those this is something that i realized well uh, i can't say i can't say like i realized it on my own just through you know different stuff that i've listened to and you know Reading these stories, there's, there's certain things that stand out, okay? We were talking about Mary last week. The idea of what that represents, okay, is, the so I'll set the scene. Jesus is being crucified on the cross, okay? He's got a handful of people there. I'm, I don't remember all the people, but his mother is there. Okay. To be in that position where you are watching your son be crucified, okay? To drive the to drive the point home of what that means is to you're literally seeing someone nailed to a piece of wood and hung in between heaven and earth, literally. Okay? The position that the mother has to be in is especially in this situation, because you've sent. She knows who she knows who her son is. She's had uh, revelations from angels, and, and and here's the thing: is where there's a big gap in in the child development history of Jesus in the Bible, right? We, we see him at age twelve, and then we don't see him again until he's like thirty three, right? So there's a big there's a big gap in the in the child development and how Mary raised her child, but but we can assume because she's had these revelations from God and le- and let alone the Immaculate Conception is that the right word,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? When is there's yeah there, okay Immaculate Conception okay let alone that she knows who her son is, she could have tried to be. An overprotective mother, make sure that, you know, nothing ever nothing ever gets to him and it doesn't and doesn't send her son out into the world, right? But she didn't. She did what a mother is supposed to do, right? She sent her son out into the world, knowing knowing that the world was gonna hate him they would eventually crucify him okay to to be lied to to be betrayed right i'm assuming god picked mary for a very sp- specific reason and i would assume that she hit all of those mm-hmm. criteria right
1: she, she she would have to to bring in bring in the christ bring I, in christ i
0: i i highly doubt that she wasn't aware of, of the horrors of the world during that time.
1: She was 14.
0: Yeah. That's, she that's, was
1: 14 when when she was pregnant.
0: Yeah. She, by the time, okay, so by the time, so how old would she be when Jesus is 33?
1: 47.
0: 47? You did that math in your head just now?
1: No. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. All right. Well, did yes. you know I was going to ask?
1: How did you know I was going to ask that? I was just thinking about it.
0: Oh, okay. Um... So she was 40, how old? 47? Okay. So she's had a lot of character development between the age of 14 and 47. Okay. She wasn't, she wasn't naive to the horrors of the world right she she, she had to travel at the age of 14 had to travel across the country try to find a place to like here's the thing we think about this stuff as like oh they just had to no this was a a horrible journey that people had to take to go and pay taxes to the to the Mm -hmm. to the uh she saw the world like
1: we haven't seen the world if when we think about 14 we obviously it's young but but back then girls at that age were getting married they were people
0: didn't live as long yeah
1: they didn't live as long they were keepers of the house they were yeah tending the field they 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 had a completely different life than we than we live
0: and because because of that like i'm saying she she knew the horrors of the world right but yet she she sent her son out she prepared her son i'm 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 assuming a lot, like, it's like I said, there's a big gap in the parent Mm -hmm. development of the child of Jesus, but the she sent her son out to be to to face the world head on, right? And because of that, because of that, the ideal man is is brought to for uh, fruition. Okay, the ideal man, right? He faced being lied to. He faced being betrayed
1: by his closest by his his closest closest
0: friends. friends, He was abandoned by his friends as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the, the night before. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The point is, the point is Mary's there at the crucifixion. She's watching, she's watching all of this, all of it, all of it happen, all of it come to fruition. Right. And Jesus looks down and I, I, I'm taking a lot of, uh, Liberty, right? I'm taking Mm -hmm. a lot of liberty in in this moment, right? And you can only assume, you can only assume that there was on her end nothing but grievance and whatever, but she knew, she knew that the... 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 sacrifice that needed to be made... Even if it meant the complete destruction of her own child, that's what I'm trying that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at, okay her all of her sacrifice was brought to the to the destruction of her offspring because she knew that the sacrifice had to be made. she she we don't even know if she even fully understood I mean. Yeah, 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 she did. She knew that he was the son of God mm-hmm. and that this, this. he would bring salvation I, to the world.
1: Right. I also think that's important, something that we, we miss as well. Like, obviously, Mary had to help prepare Jesus for this, but Mary herself was prepared by God. And I think that's what, what helps make a mother.
0: Jesus made a sacrifice that day and Mary made a sacrifice that mm-hmm. day. Right, she she sent her son out into the world so that way he could become face on all of that hardship and become the ideal man so that way he himself could be sacrificed and bring out the betterment and people bring out a better world.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And that's what
1: well, not essentially, but I mean, yeah, saving mankind, essentially saving mankind. Yeah,
0: Mary. Mary is—I mean—that's she. She pretty much is the ideal mother, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can. Everybody's going to say their mom's the best mom. My mom's <laughs> the best mom, right? But it's like, as far as representation of the archaic mother and what 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 a mother represents, Mary would fit all of those staples, right? Mm-hmm. The other one that I came across was. Moses' mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you kind of came across it. <laughs> you kind of came across it and brought it to my attention.
1: Well, before we talk about that, do you want to talk about um, roles of a mother? Okay. What are some roles roles of a mother?
0: Pro- okay.
1: Because there's a couple things. Although I'm not a mother yet, we haven't had kids or anything. Like, Eventually, soon it's going to happen and... And we've kind of prepared ourselves and, and talked about how we're going to raise our kids and, and what's my role as a mother, your role as a father. And we've come across this thing where you think I'm going to be a helicopter parent. And
0: <laughs> and here's the thing is I think, I think we have a good balance mm-hmm. because uh, so as far as the roles of a mother, for one, a mother sets boundaries a mother sets the rules as far because if it was left up to me because i'm a i'm a man it's like yeah just let them do whatever and they'll figure it out as they go but a mother sets up structure and she sets up certain rules right as mm-hmm. far as when when they play games the mother sets up the the rules of the game okay mm-hmm. so that's that's one important thing and that that is a very important character development, a part of character development in a child. Mm-hmm. If your kid doesn't know how to play inside of the rules and play parts of the game, the kid's going to be an outcast, right? He's gonna he's, he's not going to be able to play with other kids. He's not going to be able to figure out how to move in society. society. Exactly.
1: I like this picture. Um, there's a picture. It's like an umbrella. and And God's the umbrella. And right under that, you see husband and right under that you see wife and right under that you see children so there is some kind of hierarchy yes god is over all three of those yes mm-hmm. the husband is over the wife and the children and the wife is over the children but i think it's really important that we see that the wife is directly over the children and that's where it comes wh- what you were talking about the the teaching like that's so that's so important yeah. that the wife's responsibility is the children
0: right and, and not as far as like this you know 1930s version of like get in there and make a make a sandwich and you know do all that like that's funny that's a funny way to think about women like it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily the ideal uh, I, version of that but when you look at that hierarchy right mm-hmm. it, the children being right under the mother is there for a very specific mm-hmm. reason. Like I said, if I was left to, it's, and it's not a across the board thing, like men can't be s- single fathers and raise their children. I'm not saying, and, and vice versa, I'm not saying that a, a mother can't be a single parent, right?
1: And have a successful and have child, a successful
0: yeah. It will be extremely harder. Right. Extre- extremely harder. But it doesn't mean that it's not possible.
1: Mm -hmm. Because there are specific roles that we do play as individuals, as a mother and as a father.
0: But like I said, if I'm left to just uh, by general, by general, if a man is left to just raise a child, the child is not going to be most likely is probably not going to be the most uh, behaved child. (laughs) Right. Because because men are typically more of the adventure takers, right? Mm-hmm. We're the ones that will be more likely to climb up a tree. And I already hear it. Oh, I'm a, I'm a girl and I like climbing trees. It's like, I get it. It's not, I'm not saying women can't climb trees. Okay. What I'm saying is, is generally men have a more, uh, we, we were more likely to face on danger right Mm -hmm. then then women right and because of that when you're raising a child not having uh, boundaries as far as what is danger and you should have certain uh, ranges of allowing your child to Mm -hmm. play in danger and i think that's why having a man and woman relationship raise Mm -hmm. a child is very uh beneficial because you can have you can have those rules set in place but you can also have someone on the outside where it's like I know you don't want them to to play on the stairs.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that that you you constantly brought up. It's I always said like I don't want my kid uh um using a skateboard and going down the the half pipe whatever and you're and you what do you always say?
0: It's it's like it,
1: okay, you have to let them experience those things.
0: Because if they don't if they don't if they're not going to if you're not going to allow them to play in the in that realm of danger they'll literally walk around you don't want your child to grow around with no teeth does that make sense
1: go around with no teeth
0: go around with no teeth if if, if every time something sharp started to grow out of your child and you pulled it out your child would be useless
1: okay I get does that make saying. sense yeah, i get what you're saying it, it,
0: You want your child to have some type of durability. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's why it's a good balance. And I think as far as society, we've gotten so far away and we've, like, it's so distasteful to say, oh, women do play a role. Mothers do play a role. And fathers and husbands, they have a different role. Yeah. And we've gotten so far away that it's, I don't know, it's all mixed up.
0: The, um... The idea of Mary, I, I want to touch back on that just real quick, okay? The idea of Mary preparing, okay? She she allowed him to, to, okay? So when he's in the temple, right at, at the age of twelve, I don't think Mary went in there and pulled him out by the ear, saying, "What are you doing in there?" You know, she allowed it. It was it was a risky thing for a 12-year-old to go in and start interpreting what the what what these ancient Jewish texts were saying and all of that like it was it's it's they were very strict about their practices okay and and the order of how things go and if a little boy comes in there it could be dangerous for it, it's not like they would have you know I mean, they might have. They might have killed him at that point, depending on how if the priest was having a bad day that day. They could have took him out and stoned him. That's that wouldn't have been uncommon for that time. But it's like she didn't go in there and yank him out by the ear and do all that because it was dangerous. She allowed certain parameters of being able to to be inside of that danger, knowing it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where as not just as mothers, but as parents, we, we, we're going to have to figure that out is allowing our child to be dangerous enough to face the world, but keep them safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably the biggest balance of being a mother.
1: When I was doing like some research, I came across, um, there's a Harvard study, um, it it was predicting childhood delinquency and like trying to prevent it. Uh-huh. And there were four things that that it talked about. It talked about discipline, supervision, knowing where they are, and affection.
0: And that's all stuff to make sure you're co- your your yeah. chi- child isn't a delinquent.
1: Basically, yeah, I I guess so. I'm okay, of, like, so a study. discipline, discipline, supervision, supervision, supervision w- knowing where they're at, like knowing.
0: Isn't supervision and knowing that's where what I at thought, but I think thing?
1: supervision is like knowing what you're doing. Like you, yeah, I'm going to keep you from watching those things because those things aren't good for you at five, six, and seven. And are, are they I mean? saying
0: this is specifically from others or just in general, parents?
1: I think it was just in general, but I mean, you can kind of get the idea of like. Well, as a mother, I would say as
0: far as discipline, the father typically comes in as the enforcer. The mother sets the boundaries and the rules. The father is the enforcer, right? mm -hmm. So as far as the discipline, I would say that's the supervision that typically falls under the mother. Right. And where they're at, I feel like that's a both parent thing. Affection, I feel like that's a both parent thing.
1: Mm -hmm. But when it comes, I guess, role as a mother... When it comes to, like, teaching, um, I think also in today's society, we've gotten so far away from, like, actually supervising and knowing what our kids are doing, what they're watching, what they're hearing, um, and not only that, where they're at at all times. You know what I mean? Keeping them safe.
0: Well, I mean... It's a problem with society at this point in time. I mean, okay. Back in the 80s, yeah, people would let little eight-year-olds roam around the street, go, okay, okay. so my, my biological father, right, in Jordan, he was like five years old going down the street buying mm-hmm. zucchini for his mom, right? Five years old. Back in the day, it's like people didn't watch their kids. like they. But
1: that's the thing. They know we're... They know where they're at.
0: I would say the problem is now. Yeah, there's a danger of the outside world, right? Nobody wants their kid to get snatched up by a kidnapper. But the real problem that's going on in today's society is it's literally sitting in our house. It's literally sitting in our house. Kids have access to all types of stuff with the Internet that they shouldn't have access to. And that in turn creates a, for one, an over-sexualized society. When you have an over-sexualized society, it becomes extremely barbaric. Look at every other culture that died out. The Romans, the Greeks. Over-sexualized to the point to where, okay, let me get back to my point. Let me get back to my point. The it, It's dangerous, it's dangerous for allowing your children as a mother it's your responsibility to make sure you're setting those parameters right we live in a new age society so it's like you can't live without the internet but you mothers in 2020 have a whole different set of it's 2022 (laughs) have a whole different set of responsibilities than somebody in the 1950s right Back then, you could let, yeah, your kid might get kidnapped, but most likely your kid probably wasn't going to live past the age of eight because of pneumonia or something like that. So it's like there there's different sets of guidelines. Now, in 2022, the mother has to be redefined, not redefined, but it has to have a restructuring, but also in tune with these archaic in tune into our body what the programming of us as humans and as in nature right it has to be it has to be restructured but in tune with the way that our bodies should function does that make sense kind of we we have a certain we have a certain programming and parameter as far as what we are as human beings and how emotions work. And like I said, when 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 there's a one night stand happens, there's certain chemicals released in the brain, right? Same thing as far as when you actually have a child and you're raising a child, the way that people mother and parent today has to be in tune with those original programmings. Right. I
1: see where I see where you're going with that.
0: So the other mother that I wanted to talk about was uh, Moses' mother. Did we ever figure out what her name was?
1: Yes. Let's see how to pronounce it. We are looking at how to pronounce the name <laughs> of this biblical character. She was a daughter of Levi. Well, tell us. How do you go about pronouncing ben- Bed. Bed. Did you get it? Let me know. press on the first syllable. The joke syllable, joke-a-bed. There we go, Joker finally. I don't,
0: finally. Know, I don't know if I really trust this guy. Yeah, I don't know. Now, so <laughs> no, I really trust it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I wanted to talk about her. Uh, let me wet my whistle.
1: <laughs> if you guys don't know, this story is Exodus 2. Um, yeah, Exodus 2. It's the second book of the Bible. It's a really, really good story. Um, talks about um Moses's life and um the things that that he went through which which is a a good representation of what happened to Jesus, you know.
0: What do you mean?
1: Like um he was uh, his mom sacrificed, sacrificed him. Uh, okay, he, I see what you're he saying. grew up, he helped the Israelites um, Escape, you know what I mean? like.
0: He, yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Like that, yeah.
0: So, okay. So, what was her name? Jochebed? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it, the story of Moses, right? Pete, Moses is known for mostly just leading the Israelites out of Egypt, right? Parting the Red Sea. Um,
1: is he the one with the really bad stutter?
0: Yeah. R- that's why Aaron was brought in. Aaron was... To, to speak for Moses An because Moses had a really bad stutter. St-
1: st- st- Nate
0: stutter. <laughs> uh So Moses The story of Moses is pretty much that, right? He's the he's the man who brought out the brought out the people out of Egypt, gives us the 10 commandments from God. Um you know, that's the most known he stories he has a lot of, of
1: stories he has a lot yeah. of stories going on but his first story his first appearance is with his mother do you want to explain it
0: so the the reason that i i really wanted to get into this part was because it did have it did touch a, like Sadie was saying it gives a a kind of a precursor of the story of Jesus as far as the sacrifices that the mother makes to bring out the ideal man, right? Someone that would lead his people, be a strong leader in his community, and bring out the embetterment of his people, right? So the story starts out as the Pharaoh is killing all of the, the, I don't know if it was all of the sons, or just the firstborns? But
1: it was all it was all the sons. All of the uh, sons. In the plagues, it was the, the first, first sons. Yeah, right.
0: But I didn't know if it was when. Yeah, it okay. was
1: all the all the boys. The the girls were safe. The boys under two had boys to be killed. They had to, had to be, to be ki- thrown into the Nile River.
0: Okay, so they had to be thrown into the Nile River. Jacobbed has Moses. At the time, his name wasn't Moses. He was just a baby, right? She puts she makes a makes a ark make out of reeds. I don't know if it's out of re- a wicker. It's a wicker basket, right? So it, or am I just making that up in I my think head you're from cartoons? That up. It, w-
1: it was made out of something. I'll look it up. But
0: okay, so she makes a basket. She puts him in the Nile River and sends him down the river.
1: Yeah, you're right. Reeds.
0: Reeds. It's mm-hmm. made out of reeds. Yep. Okay. Sends him down the river. He comes to where the Pharaoh's daughter is
1: bathing. bathing,
0: Okay. She finds Moses and calls him Moses because she pulled him out. Or what is it? Drew drew him out?
1: Yeah. Well, the name Moses means uh, drawn out, to be drawn out.
0: Drawn out, right. Moses' sister right is across the across the river or somewhere watching watching this unfold she she was sent by her mother to watch what happens to to the ark and what happens to Moses at just you know as far as possible i'm assuming i'm assuming she didn't just want him to just like follow mm-hmm. him forever but she was sent there to watch over so she find, she sees pharaoh's daughter find Moses she says can I fetch you a nurse, uh an Israelite nurse to to take care of the baby, because it's obvious that it's a. Well, I am assuming there was a big uh, racial difference between the two. That's I am assuming that's how she would have known that this is a Israelite baby versus like an Egyptian baby. Mm-hmm. So, what those racial and cultural differences. It doesn't really give too much, whatever. But she says, "Can I go get you an Israelite, an Israelite nurse to to watch over the baby?" So she goes, and she's responsible for you know she becomes she essentially becomes the second mother, but is uh, the first mother. And when you think about that, okay.
1: Well, the maid, which was Moses's sister who was the maid to Pharaoh, um, Pharaoh's daughter, who pulled Moses.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Say that again.
1: Okay. So Pharaoh's daughter, which pulled Moses out, Uh she had a maid, which this maid was actually Moses' sister. (laughs)
0: Moses' sister was Pharaoh's maid?
1: Okay. Pharaoh's daughter's maid? I'll read this to you. Um, And and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew's children, so she, uh, so she knew. Um, then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, so then said his, Moses' sister, to Pharaoh's daughter. I
0: think there's three people in this scenario. Yeah, well, it talks
1: about um, she had maidens walk. So she had multiple maids. Right. But when it comes down Pharaoh, to here.
0: I don't think daughter, or Moses' his sister was one of Pharaoh's
1: What Well, it says maids. then said his sister.
0: Right. But that's just saying his sister said this. It's not saying that she was part of the posse. It's just saying she, because she was watching. Okay, look. Because doesn't it say that Let she was sent with. Let me
1: finish. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, and uh, that she may nurse the child for thee. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the
0: child's uh, mother. Okay. So am I making up the thing where she was sent to watch the basket?
1: No, she was up here. Um so it talks about in verse 4 and his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Okay. So she's watching she's watching this unfold. And she's probably Okay. going to fair. You know what I okay, mean?
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so she goes, so she goes and she gets, so she goes and yeah, gets so, the mom. F-
1: so Moses', is, uh, Moses Biological sister mother. runs to their mother. Right. Which is obviously an, an, a nurse or uh, what does it talk about?
0: A, a Hebrew nurse.
1: Yeah, a Hebrew nurse. And yeah. I mean, it's full circle. Now she gets to raise her own son.
0: Well, so that's what I was going to say is when you think about what the scenario that was unfolding here, right? Jacobed is able to teach Moses. She's able to set up those parameters. She's able to set up those rules of engagement, okay? And and what her practices and what her uh, spiritual beliefs were, what, what their religion was, She was able to set him up and prepare him to lead the Israelite people Mm -hmm. one day. She didn't understand how it was going to happen, but she was doing what she knew was right. Okay. And that's, that's, that's what all of these stories in the Bible actually are just trying, just do what's right. Like at the end of the day, you, you break them down, but it's like, okay, what, what, what was it? Noah was a drunk, Moses was a murderer, uh Abraham was a liar. The these are telling stories about real people and it's all about redemption at the end of it, but it it it's all about making the right choices, doing the right thing. Jacobed, she may not have understood what the end outcome was, but she was doing what she knew she was supposed to be doing as a mother, right? the the sacrifice that i want to talk about that she made right and this is what i what i was kind of talking about at the beginning as far as like what what the bible is and its intricate details i think everything that's in there is in there for a very specific reason right and when you read the story it's easy just to look at it as Oh, she she made a basket, she put him in the river, and she sent him she sent him down the river. Really think about what that really means. The same river. That the children were being thrown into to be eaten by crocodiles, snakes. I mean, you have to think this is ancient Egypt. There's several thousand years ago. It wasn't like the Egypt where we think about now where it's all just desert, right? This was a, a lush landscape. Like I say, crocodiles, snakes, all kind all kinds of stuff to be thrown into, right? These these representations of the harshness and the evil of the world, right? Jacobed made an ark, something that would prepare him, protect him from from the evils of the world. But she sent him out into it. Okay, she prepared him and sent him out into it. And I think that this is the the story of Mary and the story of Jacobed had very similar parallels. In this is that they They prepared their children, they watched as their children went into the lies, the deception, the danger and and
1: well they had they had to place their sons in that environment. they had to place their child in the environment that's a good point that the environment that destroyed others um, but like you said, um she gave him something that would make him float right she gave she prepared him. She gave him safety. She provided a for foundation. Him. She protected him. She gave him a foundation
0: to to send him to, to face him, yeah. to face the the horrors of the world. It's easy to it's easy in today's society to be like, oh, I, I don't want to have children because it's it's such a terrible world. I've thought that. I've thought that. Have you thought that before? Like, I don't know if I want to have children because the world is so terrible.
1: Uh, honestly, I don't think I thought that way I, I like to think it of think about it as like maybe my child is the one that's going to maybe i can prepare my child in a way where they're going to help save the world you know what i mean i
0: think that way now but i've definitely thought the world is so terrible what's the point on bringing a child into this misery right it's not hard to think about that like, like I said last week, the world is a terrible place, mm-hmm. but it's finding meaning in that terrible thing that makes life w- worth, meaningful. Yeah, worth living. It makes it worth living, right? And so as far as being a mother, knowing that of the horrors of the world, right, and your responsibility is to create an arc, right, prepare your child to face that head-on, so that way, your child can be the ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Moses ends up freeing the Israelite people, leading the Israelite people into the promised land, right, and out of that comes the 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 redeemer, right We watched a thing earlier that said that redemption was originally just a word for what freeing a slave was mm-hmm. right but when you uh, parallel that with what christ did right he's our redemption he's setting us free from our our slavery of sin right and, and like I, I i've been thinking a lot about a sin of what that means as far as the archery term as far as missing the mark missing the mark missing your ideal what is your ideal Okay, and I've been thinking Cain and Abel, right? Cain sacrificed his ideal. Abel was the ideal man, right? He was favored by God. And, and Cain sacrificed that, and the rest of his life went around looking over his shoulder, scared for it, right? And we have to be careful. We have to be careful about sacrificing who our ideal is, right? And I've been thinking about I've been thinking about that a lot this, this week about who in my life personally, who is my, who is my ideal, right? I can think of my grandpa, my mom, right? Those types of people of, of what are the ideals? Have I sacrificed any ideals that would kill my brother? Right? And, And I'm getting really sidetracked with this one, but it's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of very interesting parallels throughout the whole Bible. If you look up hy- the the Bible, the Bible is hyperlinked. That'll give you a lot of information mm-hmm. about that. But, um,
1: um, I wanted to add on to that. Not just mothers, but like um, your sisters and and the women in your life being motherly figures. Because it when you when you read the story about Exodus, it talks about how his sister watched over him. Um, made sure he was okay, and not only that pharaoh's daughter um pulling him out of the river and taking this Hebrew baby as her own, so that that goes along with like step moms and foster moms and motherly figures and- well,
0: okay, so yeah, I think what what that part of the story probably represents is um the the ideal woman, right. She's loving, she's caring, she's able to cross the uh, racial and religious divides in hopes of nurturing and caring for people, right? Mm -hmm. That's what that would show. She's, She's an Egyptian woman, right? And here's the cool thing about when because because later on when when Moses flees um he flees Egypt after after killing um after killing an Egyptian right he he goes and he kill I don't know if he kills but he fights off um I forget the the man's name but he frees his daughters from these from these shepherds right and when you think of shepherds you think of like you know a shepherd with a staff and, you know, he's, yeah. he's kind of weak and whatever, but it's like, no shepherds back then had to fight lions. Like these the shepherds weren't shepherds like you're thinking of. So when Moses is fleeing Egypt, he goes and fights off all of these guys, right? This is just something really cool. It's kind of off the point, but this is just something really cool. He, he goes and he fights off these shepherds, right? And you realize, well, at least I realized the, the way, the, the reason that is, is because he was raised by Egyptians. He had all of the military and combat training mm-hmm. that wouldn't that he probably wouldn't have got if he would have been raised as an Israelite, right? And it just shows you all of the cool intricate workings of how how it comes
1: full circle. Like yeah. we don't realize that in the background God is working. Yeah. Through those tough times, through having to give your child away and and watching him call someone else mom, even though he's your mom, and you've helped raise him, and you've, you've helped nurture him. Think
0: about that sacrifice, you, the, okay, like I said, there's certain chemicals in the brain being released. Mm-hmm. You don't think that that just rips her heart apart every time she hears her own son call another woman mother. Mm-hmm. But she loves him so much that she's willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. her, herself for the ideal right and i think i think that's why the story the story of jesus is so amazing is because that's what that is he sacrificed himself for the ideal right uh, imagine imagine what what would happen okay if all of us sacrificed ourselves our desires our wants for the ideal the world would inherently be better right that's why. That's why I don't get why people hate on it so much. It doesn't make sense. It, it's telling. It's telling the ideal story, mm-hmm. you know,
1: and self-sacrificing and redemption and yeah.
0: It, it doesn't make sense why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said at the beginning, it does kind of make sense because. Catholicism did a lot of horrible things in the name of Christianity, but when, when you, you get... When you get
1: down to the meat and the bones,
0: it's... When you get to what it teaches. Don't look at what the teachers say. What does the text say?
1: The teaching.
0: What What does it say? And when you realize what it says, it's like, oh, this is a way better way to live your life than any other thing you could read. Don't right. get me wrong. I like other books, but it's... Uh, I like to re- listen to books. I don't like to read books. <laughs> Same. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think that's. I think that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice as a mother. Prepare yourself to to sacrifice yourself for your child's for your child to become the ideal man, right? The story of Mary points to that pff, like no other, right? And the story of Jochebed tells the same thing. So I think that's the, that's the most important thing as a mother. You know, prepare your child, love your child, and give them, that'll set them up for the most ideal situation.
1: Thank you to all the moms out there. Yeah,
0: thank you. Specifically, specifically, my mom. Mom, if you're, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're still listening at this point, but <laughs> I just want to say I love you. Thank you for everything that you've done. You've uh, you yourself has sacrificed a whole lot for for me and my sisters and and still continuing to sacrifice. So I thank you for that. And I love you.
1: I love you, too. And thank you to my mom. Um, I love you very much. And to my mother in law, thank you. And I love you very much. Thanks to all the mothers out there, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
0: Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. sound
1: right, boys.